0: Howdy, it's DC here. Welcome to Full Funnel Growth, helping marketers and startups go from awareness to revenue. This is the intersection of product and marketing. Hey guys, DC here, and welcome to episode twenty-four of Full Fathom Growth. I hope you guys are doing well. Good news coming out that we're starting to see a bit of a decrease in the rates of uh, COVID nineteen infection, which is which is great. So, well done to everyone for uh, for staying safe and staying home. So hopefully we've got a little bit of um, a light at the end of the tunnel, which is nice. Hopefully you guys are starting to feel a little bit more optimistic. Uh, I, I know I've been uh, fairly optimistic for a little while actually, but uh, so hopefully everyone else is doing the same. So today, we want to have a bit of a chat around social proof. Um, so it's going to be a short, sharp one today, but I wanted to go through some things, you know, reasons why you should be looking at social proof when it comes to advertising, um, and then really, you know, focusing on a couple of tactics that you can you can put towards your, your Facebook and Instagram um, advertising to increase the amount of social proof that you're getting on your ads, which you know hopefully will then increase the uh, the performance of them. So. First of all, you know, kind of what is social proof? Um, so, yeah, it's a phenomenon that's been around forever. Um, you know, I think you know, the, the, probably the earliest editions of of marketing would have had some sort of. Social proof attached to it. So, you know, ultimately, you know, it kind of comes down to, you know, when we're in kind of certain situations where we're looking for for validation from other sources, you know, so, you know, hey, I'm, you know, tossing up, yeah, should I stay in this accommodation or that accommodation? And we have a tendency to, you know, kind of fall into line or or to, you know, kind of go with convention, go with the herd, so to speak. There is a great book uh, called *Influence: The Psychology of Persuasion* by Robert Cialdini, which he uh, breaks down to um, at great length as to the um, uh, psychological um, drivers behind, you know, um, going with that convention, going with that social proof. How do you know? Uh, how do we get influenced by others? Um, and, and therefore, how can we uh, influence others? Uh, and yeah, for, for social proofs, I guess there's a, a few different ways that that gets embodied, whether that be through, I guess, an expert opinion. You know, so if you're, if you're selling you know, medical devices or, or uh, healthcare you know drugs, um, and a doctor comes on and talks to you know the benefit of these um, these drugs. Um, you know they're gonna you know, make you feel better, whatever it is. And we're gonna go. Oh, this guy's an expert in their field. You know, I'm um, having a vet selling dog food is probably the the the, the one that pops to my mind. Uh, just just been out and bought some dog food, but you know that's probably the one that I'm um, going kind to of stand to mind. So you've got Dr. Harry coming on there talking about um, you know, Dr. Chris talking about you know this uh, particular type of dog food. You might, you go, oh, it must be pretty good. I think I actually ended up buying the one that Dr. Chris uh, promotes. But you know, so that's that's definitely one of them. Um, so you know, they're an expert. They've also got another, I guess, a tick in the box when it comes to a celebrity. Um, Element to it, um, so those are both experts um, and celebrities. But you know, the rise of um, the Kardashians um, and their ability to to promote and sell just about anything um, really comes down to um, celebrities. So I think yeah, Log got Kim uh, in their latest, uh, well, in, the, in their previous campaign, you know, to really you know get, uh, get some brand exposure. You know, you think of qualifications and certification is another one. You know, you see someone. Um, advertising something and they've been to Harvard you know so they're uh, you know professional services uh, consultant um and you see that they've been to to Harvard you tend to probably look at them more favorably than than someone who went to um, a tafe somewhere um, and is and is doing the similar thing so that's you know um, definitely some short uh, shortcutted validation you know, uh, that that we can um, apply to our decision making yeah, obviously the wisdom of our friends um, yeah so we get get to see get referrals from our friends Yeah, so typically you know Facebook you know drives us a lot yeah so you yeah, seeking recommendations for our plumber uh, whatever um, is really there to drive that social proof in and amongst your your friends and really to get recommendations um, as to who can help you with something um, you know directly from your friends. another one is the is kind of that you know the wisdom of the crowd is probably the, the name that you'd attach to that and that's where we tend to follow people on the assumption that if there's this many people that are doing the same thing um, then we will do it as well so you know typically in advertising you'll see that you know join the other 10,000 people who have you know who are just like you that did blah 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 um yeah, so that that gets used um, quite a lot and also come to an example of where they can go arrive um, in a second um, but the last one I want to talk about is around the user and you know if there's any um, kind of user stories that we can attach to you know so these typically come out around you know kind of testimonials you know user generated content you know those sorts of things we can go you know joe over there got no idea who joe is uh, but joe you know used it liked it good enough for me um i'll push on from there so those are probably the, the 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 broad examples of you know what types of social proof that exist out there yeah so there's an example i wanted to talk about around that wisdom of the crowd uh, perspective and how sometimes it can uh, not necessarily take you a stride but i've been involved in some you know triathlon and running races before and if the person at the front um, and it happens uh, quite often in, in their swimming leg if the person at the front doesn't know where they're going or got lost you'll find that the You know the the rest of the people will follow exactly the same path because you know, like oh, the guy in front knows where we're going. You know, the guy behind them go oh, those two guys know where they're going. The guy behind those three guys know where they're going. So next thing you know, you've got all these people. Essentially, just going the wrong way because of what was the wisdom of the crowd. Now, you know, clearly, that doesn't—that's uh, not a benefit. Uh, but that—but you know, kind of talks to this uh, psychological impact or, or the psychological uh, reasoning that we go through uh, when we think about, you know, are we going in the right direction? For example, we don't even think about it. We just go. Everyone's going that way, so we're going to go that way as well. You know, Instagram, you know, quite, you know, famously have removed their the number of likes on every image. As a result, the number of likes on every image has gone down. Um, you know, so where before you saw, oh, this picture had fifty thousand likes on it, you go, oh. So many people like it. I should like it too. You see another one it has ten, and you go, "Oh, I'm not going to like that because no one else likes it." Um, we're now you're oblivious to that. So, so, so at least now we're probably getting more genuine engagement. So, if people genuinely like a photo, then they are liking it as opposed to going. There's fifty thousand people who have already liked it. I'm going to like it too. Yeah, so it's a really kind of interesting, you know, display of how. Social proof has worked in a, in a organic context. You know the the very fact that you know companies like Tripadvisor exist, um, you know talks to how people make their decision making processes. So if I'm looking for accommodation or you know tours and events or whatever while I'm while I'm travelling, you know the usage of of Tripadvisor you know is very very high uh, in and amongst, uh, um in amongst people travelling and you know from a, um, a statistic perspective you know 88% of uh, consumers will trust online reviews um, just as much as they would their you know their friends um referrals so i i found that you know, statistic quite quite interesting you know so you know 88% of people will trust someone they've never heard of seen of or, or, or you know will never um, kind of read their name again they will trust their word just as much as they would uh, one of their friends so you yeah, know very very interesting yeah similarly with uber you know you've got your your, your star rating process yeah you know, Google reviews are you know massive and all those are I guess user generated you know pieces of you know referral information um, and then the other one is in and around testimonials and that's so it's still kind of user uh, well it's not user generated the user is giving you the information but typically you go out and, and go hey Tim can I get a, a testimonial which I can put up on the website a video you know uh, stick it up somewhere so you know so those are those are probably you know some you know kind of good examples of uh, where we tend to see them nowadays yeah I kind of talked a little bit before as to you know, why it's important particularly around you know the the statistic around 88% of people are going to trusting um online reviews you know it kind of goes um, hand in glove with the fact that you know people are starting to distrust Traditional advertising, yeah, you know, I think gone are the days that you know you could, you know, put a banner up and say this is the number one, you know, shampoo in the world, and people, go, oh man, that's the number one shampoo in the world. You, know, you tend to get a little bit more immune with that. You know, you've got guys shouting at you trying to sell your doors. You know, it's a little bit more sceptical. <laughs> On the whole, I think there's you know, certain pockets um, in the world who, who you know, probably aren't as sceptical as they, as they should be. You know, looking at you, middle America, you know, on, the, on, the, on the whole, you know, we are seeing this you know, kind of general decline in the, uh, traditional advertising. And if it doesn't have that sort of social proof attached to it, it's probably just going to get parked because yeah it's a very noisy noisy space out there um no one's of course the brand is going to say that they are the best brand there's anyone else saying that and if they're not then you're going to get yeah shoved to the back if there is a brand which people go man this is great um then that's the one that's probably going to get the going to get the chocolates at the end of the day um, and when it comes to, to Facebook, because I wanted you know kind of get onto a couple of hacks or a couple of things you can do to you know kind of really in, improve your 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 Facebook and Instagram performance um, by using a social proof. But, yeah, you know, there's um, some research done by you know, Kissmetrics out of the US um, that talked about, you know, kind of Facebook ads that had some sort of social proof. Um, so whether it be testimonials, whether it be, you know, lots of likes and comments or, or, or whatever on the existing ad, um, had a 300% increase in conversions, which is, yeah, 300%. That's that's huge, you know. So if you're getting 100 conversions, you're going to get 300. Like, that's a, that's a big increase. Um, and, you know, people talk about... You know, how do we get you know 15 percent increase and in, like increase in, in growth in our company? Three hundred percent more conversions just just by using social proof is is massive. And you know on the flip side, you then got to you know kind of decrease your, your cost per acquisition. And again, that same research from Kissmetrics, you know kind of points to the fact that you can lower your cost per uh, your cost per acquisition by fifty percent, which again massive number if you decrease in cost per uh, your, your cost per acquisition by 50% at the same time as getting 300% more those two statistics alone should should uh, reinforce why you'd be uh, why you'd be looking at doing some social proof in your know, advertising yeah and we kind of talked around a couple of um, things that we could do to get some social proof you know uh, one is you know is testimonial so whether it be you know kind of going out to your customers you know rec- um you know taking out a, a bit of a camera crew and getting them to you know you know talk about their experiences with you you know put that up in the um on your website on your in your ads itself You know, wherever possible like i know there's a lot of uh, people who every single interaction that they do you know they'll they'll try and get a testimonial at the back end of it and, um you know, or, you know, sometimes I, like, you know, kind of will use a, you know, like a Google review as a driver. So, hey, can you, you know, we'll do this piece of work for you. Uh, but then, you know, could you, you know, as part of the process, send out the, the the Google review forms and that just becomes part of part of their process to increase their their, their social proof. And then, you know, just generally just user-generated user content. So you've got now brands like Tribe and there's a few, few others which help connect kind of influencers with brands, you know, because they know that, I guess, the strengths around social proof and that's, you know, essentially, you know, influencer marketing is social proof I mean that's just just what it is um, and even doing research yeah you know, so you know researching your your topic researching area and then kind of promoting that you know it, it kind of gives a little bit of authority but you know it kind of tells the the person who's who's reading it that you know you kind of know what you're doing and you know, typically through that research you're going to be doing your primary research you're going to be talking to people so you're actually then able to use some of the uh, things that come out of that research as part of the marketing narrative uh, which again kind of um, tucks into that social perspective, and the 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 one that I harp on a lot is carrying over your, your post IDs. So, so if anyone's looked at any of our um, marketing share and and so our market share then you'll know that I am a big fan of the ad post IDs um, carrying across multiple campaigns and multiple ads. Um, and what that is, I'll try and give a, a brief summary. It's a very visual thing, but. You create an ad and every single ad or even every single post has a dedicated uh, post ID attached to it. So what the process is, is instead of, cre- so when you're creating a new campaign or a new ad, when you come to the ad section, instead of creating a new ad, um, therefore a new post ID, um, there's a little button there that says use, use existing post ID. Um, you can either copy and paste the post ID itself, or go through your posts and your ads um, to be able to select it. And what that does, it actually links up the one ad to the you know, multiple campaigns. So if I, and this all comes, you know, typically will come down to you know, targeting, for example. So I've got two ad sets, you know, one is targeting you know, uh, guys and girls in Sydney, and one's targeting guys and girls in Melbourne. Um, if someone from Melbourne likes or comments on that ad, the people in Sydney will still see that like and will still see that comment. So it's essentially it's just sharing the one ad with multiple you know, kind of um, ad sets and campaigns. Um, so you're not getting, you know, so if you did it the other way around and created a new ad for Melbourne and a new ad for, for Sydney, if I liked it in uh, the the Melbourne one, only people in Melbourne would see that. The people in Sydney wouldn't see anything. Um, so, so it's essentially just making it a little bit easier on yourself. Uh, you know, one, you don't have to you know, duplicate the ad, uh, but also you get to share that um, kind of social proof. You know, pulling on that thread a little bit so that they I've got two hacks on how you can up the Annie on the social proof on a particular ad. So, so one, the first one is setting up a a goal on the campaign of engagement. So when you go through to create a uh, Facebook ad or Instagram ad, um, you have to select what your your particular um, goal or objective is. So this one is all about engagement. So you you, you click the engagement button. Um, And then, this is where it gets a little bit hacky. Then you target geographies that has a high propensity to engage. Now, Australia, US, um, UK, not quite so you know, clicky when it comes to likes and comments uh, particularly likes. A country like the Philippines yeah, they'll like stuff. So you know, this is an example of you know, like a country that you could you know set up your uh, initial campaign with engagement as the, as the objective um, and push it through to the Philippines uh, for a week, get a bunch of likes and then use that same post ID for what would be your normal advertising. So that's 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 a very hacky way. Another way which I, I, I like better and and we prefer to do uh, within the stage three is like when you're going through and creating your ad audiences, yeah so you you um, in previous podcasts I talked about li- different levels of of traffic, whether it be um, hot, cold. Or warm, so warm tend to be customers. Well, they're not, they tend to be people who are engaging with your brand already. So they may or may not be customers. In fact, they're probably not customers. If they are customers, they're going to be hot anyway. Uh, so they're warm. So they 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 like your your page. Um, they engage with the content that you're putting out there already. Yeah. So they're very familiar with your brand. So set up a an ad group. Um, again, with the uh, primary focus being engagement to your warm audience. So, um, so typically when I create a, a warm audience, I do you know the page likers, all well, that sort of stuff, as well as uh, website visitors. Um, again, that's just kind of dovetailing into people who um, are familiar with your brand. Um, so, you know, that's a bit of a bit of a remarketing play. But, but what it does, it 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 puts this ad in front of people who are already. Have affinity with your brand, and particularly in the case of you know targeting the people who have already engaged with your with your posts, have a high propensity to do so. So they so you know the the, the hope there is that these guys will engage with your posts because they already like your stuff. You know they've already shown um, that, they'll, that they 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 did it before. As long as it's not terrible, you know they'll go oh yeah I like you know that brand so therefore I'm going to like it as I'm going to like this um, uh, post or ad. And then at the same time, kind of, you know, uh, pushing something towards a cold audience, um, but then using that same same post ID. So, so in this example, instead of, you know, pushing it to, you know, somewhere in the Philippines just to get likes, you're actually just presenting it in front of people who um, already have a brand affinity. So, you know, you'll get. A positive impact from that because you're reinforcing that brand, uh, but then you're also going to get more social proof from those guys, and then at the same time you're going to be pushing it towards you know you, I guess the, the the true target of the campaign. So you know in, in this example it'd be you know a, a cold audience, um, and then when that cold audience sees the people liking and commenting on your ad, they'll be like, oh, these guys seem really good. I'll go along with the with the herd with this one so those are I guess two ways you know like I said the Seki one is the one I prefer to do the most Well, that's it for this episode of Full Front Growth. I hope you enjoyed it. For any information about anything we discussed in the show, please head over to stage3.com.au forward slash blog and you'll see the podcast and the podcast notes. Whilst you're there, you can head over to the resources section Um, where we've just released the Essentials Handbook for uh, Google Search Ads in 2020. So if you're looking at using Google Ads in your business, I'd definitely suggest giving it a read. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with all your friends. And until next time, thank you for listening.